following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, hello, hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We have a fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with the cool, outrageous man about town, co-host Mr. Ron Russell. I'm having my my lunch, which is a Welch's. Um, Don't give him a commercial. I'm going to because you know why? I'm going to shame them. I'm going to shame them into sending me a bunch of boxes. Look at that. <laughs> The most delicious snack, low in calorie, low in sugar, no sugar. No, it has sugar, but it's just. But low. it's really good. I'm mean, I'm dieting, so I eat these for lunch. There you go, Welch's fruit snacks. Now we're going to contact you and tell you to go on YouTube and look at the show to see how I'm pushing your goodies. Send me at least a dozen cartons full of them. <laughs> they all want to know what you're eating. What's up, chat room? Delicious. Chat room is starting to fill up. Let's say hi to everybody. Teresa Sabins from Florida. Backpack John is in the chat room. Uh, uh, B. Claudia from Germany. Cindy Lady Lake is in the chat room. Hub Reynolds is in the chat room. Uh, Bob, Boomer, how are you? Boomer Mays is in the chat room. What's up, everybody? If I missed you, I'm sorry, but you're not writing quick enough. Hub, um, you should be coming on the show soon. We haven't had you on in a long time. So we could find out what's up. I understand you got a couple of good records out we should push. It's all good. All good. So what's up, everybody? Hope you guys are doing good. Um, we have a fun show for you guys today. We have uh, Barry Pearl coming on, uh, actor, director, producer, one of the main cast members of the movie Grease. Um, should be a lot of fun. He's also been in a zillion other things. We also have actress, producer, writer, and author Marlene Bandero coming on, and Mike Figliola, who's also an author. So should be a lot of fun today. Now listen to how things could be misconstrued. Jimmy said to me, we have a guy coming on from Greece. I said, oh, wonderful. I love Greek people. Because, <laughs> you know, I have a lot of relatives on my um, sister's marriage side that are Greek. I said, does he live in Greece? He said, what are you talking about? Like, I'm an old senile man. Now, he said to me, he's from Greece. Wouldn't you think from Greece means a person in Greece? <laughs> well, no, it turns out that he was in the movie Greece. But the moron I'm married to forgot to put the word fucking Oh, made me curse. He upsets me so much. See that? <laughs> please, please send me money for a divorce. I got to be saved. Yeah. I want to do a scene from Sex in the City. She's sitting on the sofa with her husband, Steve, and she turns to him and she says, I need more. I can't be sitting on this sofa every night having dessert. Steve, I need more. I need more. So what does she do? She went and got this ugly dyke to lick her nipples. I mean, really. <laughs> do we need to see that? Lisa could have got a pretty, you know, lipstick lesbian, a hot, sexy blonde that would be having sex with her. But that truck driver man thing, 
She's not even pretty. She's homely looking. Thanks, B. B likes my shirt. It's my Jimmy Star uh, rubber ducky shirt. And uh, Hub Reynolds says he's got he loves those snacks and he has new music and a new look coming soon. What's a new look? You're gonna go uh, without pants? <laughs> yeah. That would be my new look naked i think he's going gonna be going for more of a like a jason statham look oh wow 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 and that's ron's favorite oh you, you better you better beware you better never see me in person <laughs> i may just jump you and attack you not really at my age i'm lucky i can crawl let alone jump i have to open my bag of goodies jimmy speak okay should be a lot of fun anyway you guys we should have a good show also for all the other cool things going on if you guys are watching any cool shows we started watching on tubi because we've seen everything the client list with jennifer love hewitt it's a really fun show about basically like a prostitute <laughs> um, but it's really good jimmy relates to that and uh, you guys would like it a lot so i think it's a lot of fun we also um have uh what's that alien movie Alien show comes back, I think, tonight on Sci-Fi. Resident Alien comes back on Sci-Fi. And that TV show Ghost just got uh, renewed for another season on CBS, I think. And so that show's a lot of fun. We've been having fun with that one, too. And um, they didn't have to use blatant sex to be um, appreciated. Sex in the City, the writers are a bunch of young jerks. And they think that we're all young and stupid and that we like the nonsense they're putting on that show. I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker vomiting, wiping her snatch in a toilet with asking for more toilet paper. I mean, these are undignified things. I'm so ashamed of Sarah because she was always a classy little broad in the old series of Sex in the City. And now they're just turning that Sex in the City into sensationalism. I mean, penises are hanging out now and who needs that shit? Give us a story, goddammit. We're not stupid. And if we want to see penises hanging out, I'll look in the mirror. And I'll be happy because it's a nice one. <laughs> yeah. They said they love our hairdos. Mine's getting cut, though, because mine's too long. I look homeless in real life. Looks, on screen here, it looks pretty good. But on, in real life, I he, look homeless. He looks like on the pies. You know those pies you buy in the supermarket where they have grandma, the old lady? And that's what he looks like, uh, grandma. Look when I take on the grandma off. pie, grandma pies. I take the glasses off the top of my head. <laughs> or you, you just become gorgeous. I can't breathe. Oh my God, I'm having a stroke. <laughs> oh, you're so sexy and horny. Oh, I, like oh, oh, see, I, I can do that stuff too. How many of Teresa you women out there? Fake? I have to cut wait, it some. Wait, Teresa. how many women out there fake orgasms while your husband is screwing you? You go, oh, honey. Oh, 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 I can't. Watch out, you're freaking the dog oh, out. My dog is getting crazy. <laughs> he thinks I'm having a stroke or kicking the bucket. See, at my age, it's not sexy. It's People think you die. So you can't make any noise when you have an orgasm at my age because they call paramedics. Yeah, that's funny. So anyway, we're going to have a fun show. Before we do that, let me do our little commercials because we got a busy show today, and I might not have time to do it later. So we want to thank everybody for tuning into the show every week. Um, last week's show's doing really well. Uh, you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube. Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, Amazon Prime, and SoundCloud. Those are the main ones. We're on about 150 other ones. We also uh, love it when everybody tunes in live on our home station, W4CY, with the fabulous Roxy running our boards for us, who we love to death. She's fabulous. And uh, we're so happy everybody comes inside, uh, comes tunes in every week for the show because we're having a lot of fun with it and we get to meet a lot of great people. Astro thinks I was hurt. That's why I was yelling. He's licking at. No, he's Astro, licking. I was doing an orgasm imitation. 
Look how he's licking daddy. That's the wrist by, that I fractured, you know. He knows that that wrist is injured. He's been taking care of it for a long time. Dogs are so smart. Please rescue a dog. There are so many out there just crying and wanting so badly to be in your home and to kiss you and love you. Look at my baby, how he takes care of his dad. So we also want to welcome, I forgot to say hi to Julia. I think Julia is from Russia, um, but I'm not positive. And Roxy's in the chat room too. Okay, so that's enough. Now, should be that, like a lot that, of fun. Astro, that's enough. Okay, Astro, sit, honey. Good, so Daddy's sit fine. I'm fine. <laughs> I was having a make-believe orgasm. I like love it. So um, we're going to play a quick music video real quick. We're going to play Kulik's Ghost. And then when we come back, we're going to have our first guest, Barry Pearl, on the line. So go ahead, Roxy. Let's play it. You guys know this is uh, Kulik. We love him. He's fantastic. This is one of his new uh, newer songs, and I love it a lot. I hope you guys enjoy it, too. And we'll be back in one second. Every beat can mean your heart is pumping pain reliever through your bloodstream. The one doctors recommend by name more often than any other leading brand.
Yay, everybody, that was cool. It ghost. A lot of fun. We love him. Uh, we saw him live in New York, and he was fantastic. Can, can I make a suggestion? Yes. Please don't shout or lower my mic, your mic, because you're being very loud. Oh, I'm actually not talking loud at all either. All right, we're going to bring on our no, first guest. No, you have a tendency of shouting. When you speak normally, it's it's really enjoyable. But when you begin to shout like some Floridian alligator hunter. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to bring on our first guest right now. I'm super excited. So go ahead, Roxy. Let's bring him in. Hello, hello, Barry. How you doing? Well, I I, I have some um, uh, tzatziki and uh, gyros, uh, spanikopita, and uh, saganaki on the stove. Uh, <laughs> Good. I'll be right back. Good, because I love the grape leaves with the chopped meat inside. I just ordered from um, from Taste Chicago, where I get my Lou Malnati's deep uh, uh, deep dish pizza. I just, you know, you go through those magazines that they send you, you know, uh, from the Omaha Steaks and this and that, and you shouldn't do that when you're hungry. So, but I did yesterday, and I went ahead and ordered the Yiros pack. It's uh, 25 slices of the meat, six pita, and that's uh, about a pint of tzatziki. For an extra $30, I could get two pizzas. I already got pizza from the deep freezer <laughs> because I'm a Jew, and I couldn't. You know, resist a thirty dollar. It's usually sixty four bucks. So uh, this has nothing to do with G R E A S E, but it does have to do with what pleases us in terms of our culinary delights. Are we? Is the show on yet? Yes. Yeah. Well, well, we we share the same thing. If I don't have my bagel every morning with cream cheese, I have a nervous breakdown. It's like it's, it's like. History, you wake up, you must have that bagel yeah. or else. But bagel, I, bagel and coffee. And I love yeah, Omaha that, steaks. That's because I'm half Jewish. Yeah. What's the other the half other? is Italian. Oh, so the I, best. So the, the, best. P, the pizza and the and the Jew thing works for me. Now, yeah, are, but, are you, hold on, we're going to introduce wait, him. Wait, are you Greek? Are you, are you, are you, no, he's Jewish. The Italians and the Jew, it's, it's gravy or it's sauce. That's the only difference, right? Well, if you come from the north, it's, it's, it's sauce. If you come from the south, it's gravy. But the same with the Jewish kitchen, it's gravy. And with the Italians, that's what I meant. That's that. awesome. Oh, yes. Right. Uh, or, so everybody, now we want to welcome to the <laughs> Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, you guys, actor, director, producer, Barry Pearl. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi. What is um, this, so what's this little graphic thing of John on my shirt? What is that? Can you see this? Oh, yeah, I see that. What I is don't that? know what that is. I, I want that question answered. Are you a Greek Jew? No, no, I'm a Jew Jew. I'm an Ashkenazi Jew. <laughs> oh, I'm Ashkenazi also because of the Italian. My father yeah. was an Italian Jew from Genoa. Well, all the Jews come from, you know, Genoa is the capital of Judas, of Jews in Italy, Italian Jews. So hang on. So this is my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. He knows me already. I know. We have to make sign. And then we have a chat room filling up with people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everybody in the chat room. And are you in Chicago? No, 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 no. I'm in uh, uh, California, Southern California. Okay. Okay. Oh, cool. We're in Palm Springs. I just ordered my pizza from Chicago. That's all okay. They, you know, over literally, they send it overnight. It's called uh, Lou Malnati's. It's the best. And uh, I, I, I've got, uh, I order them, and they send them with dry ice and or an ice pack, and you're good to go. It's delicious. Now, oh God, I love on that. the serious side, because I have my calling coming out. What is going on with the anti-Semitism we have today with the synagogues being attacked and Jews being attacked again? Why don't the fuck they leave Jews alone? Jews don't do anything but make the world beautiful. Right. We've just they're the all... best race. They're the most elegant race. They dress the best, have the best homes. They're an intelligent race. Look at the music that 
theater, the arts, commit comedy. Jews contribute so much to our culture. How Film. dare you? How dare you out there abuse Jews? Film. How dare we abuse anybody, quite honestly? No, but no, no. It's bullshit what's going on again. <laughs> no. We've always been the scapegoat. That's Was true. Yeah, but it calmed down for a while. You know, not for anything. I'm not a Trump lover, but when Trump was in office, we didn't have half the shit going on that's going on now. I don't want to do Trump, politics. No, no. Trump Trump had <laughs> meant Trump was not an anti-Semite. Trump, because I have good friends that are good friends with him. In fact, he has given more money to the Jewish causes and, and United Jewish. Let's just Israel. say there's lots of problems in the world all over the place with all of them. Anyway, everybody. I wish it would stop. And everybody out there, if you hear anyone doing anything that's dangerous to Jewish people, please. To report. any people. Wait. No, I don't give a shit about any people. I'm worried about the Jews right now because they're the minorities that are being attacked. Look what they did in, in was it Chicago to that synagogue? Yeah, it was terrible. Hostages. I mean, you go to you go to temple to pray and you got to become a hostage. What is the hell is going on in our country? And they want to have no more police. What are they nuts? Anyway, well, hello. Uh, hello. I don't know that they don't have any more police. That defunding thing, uh, the police, I think, is pretty much a myth. Uh, quite honestly, that the Republican. No, it's not. Not in New York City. My New York City friends said you can get away with murder in New York. They are walking out of all the stores with goods, and the police don't care. The police let them go. They're not. In they're, California, too. And California. It's happening. Our, our crime, our crime has risen terribly. We need to get serious people. We need to start going back to being lawful, law-abiding people with strict laws. Because if you give people an inch, they'll take a yard. And we've seen that so far. So stop anyway, it. let's stop, stop it. Stop let's... the madness. And just deal with Russia. Anyway, how are you, my friend? So you guys. <laughs> how are you? I just get nuts every now and then. And I have to sound off because, it's, uh, you know, we have 5 million people that watch this show. So I just sent a message out to 5 million people, and hopefully some of them may report things they hear about, you know, attacking Jewish people or any people. Yes. Oi vey is me. I so you guys, I, could, I, I could absolutely go on and on. Um, I'm a bleeding heart liberal for those of you. I hope you haven't lost a million people here. No, um, we won't. No, no, we, we, we are. We love everybody. Yeah, no, people say to me, Ron, are you a Republican or a Democrat? And my answer is not an evasive one. It is. I will vote for whoever I feel does the best for my country. I don't care if it's a Republican or a Democrat. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if you're the one I think that can clean it up and get it going again, I will vote for you. Because that's what everybody should do. We, it's not a football team. You know, it's not rah-rah for the L.A. Lakers. This is a serious matter. Republicans or Democrats. I don't just dis I don't dislike Democrats, I follow, and I don't dislike Republicans. I follow everything, and I love all the most. Not everything, but a lot. Many of the things you post, you guys. You can find Perry on Instagram. You guys. Right. He's at Barry underscore Pearl P E A R L underscore L A. Born in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, is oh what I saw, God, and we actually lived Woo! in we lived in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, for five years. Um, love Lancaster. Yeah. Loved it. Love, yeah, love, love was just it. in the news uh, today, I want to say. I can't remember in relation to what. Uh, Doylestown was in the news. I can't remember. Oh, no, no. I, I lie. It was, <laughs> I think it was on the new series, The Gilded Age, which started yesterday. Oh. And Yes, and they spoke about Doyle's, and I'm getting my politics mixed up with my my art. <laughs> so sorry. Well, Lancaster. How did a Jew get into Lancaster? There's a big Jewish community in Lancaster. Go away. Lancaster. Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
They were, like all, I, they were all Amish. I used to love to look at their little wagons with the horse and the, <laughs> and the signal lights. I cracked my cousin. My cousin has a 48 acre farm on which I practically grew up uh, in uh, Southern Lancaster County in New Providence, Pennsylvania. My cousin, Roxanne Todd. And a her Jewish husband, farmer. You're the well, first my, Jewish my, farmer. My, my aunt married outside the faith. So uh, he was, oh, okay. my uncle Buzz was a Protestant. Not that that makes any difference because when no, you're in love, the whole world's Jewish. Absolutely. Is that where we went to Gabe's in Lancaster? Gabe, no. Lancaster's where all the Amish people Yeah, that's are. where Gabe's was. No, Gabe's was in um, Philly. In no, Center City. I know, but we went to the Gabe's in Lancaster all the time because that's where we also met Frankie Valley. Right. Uh, yeah, we met Frankie Valley at like a play, like a. Well, I was there. I wasn't impressed. <laughs> not well, a very, you. not a very nice, friendly person at all. I'm and sorry to hear very, that. Very much involved with who he is, and I found him to be nothing but a Jersey hood. I'm a Brooklyn hood, so I can call him that. I had one uh, one um, encounter with Frankie at. I, it might have been a premiere of the movie back in the day, and he was very sweet to me, very complimentary. It's the only time I ever had uh, any contact with him. He so must have I, been, you know, he could be in a good mood. I, yeah. I'm not always in a great mood. When people, are, you know, especially if I'm eating, uh, people come up to me, and I'm polite. You, Ron Russell? I say, yeah. Do I look like him? You know, yeah, I'm Ron Russell. And they say, oh, I like you. I like. I said, they're fine. Now it's an hour later. My food just got cold. Please leave the, leave me alone. I'm not your best friend. Don't pull up a chair and sit down and eat from my plate. You know, and that's what fans do. They really today in my day, I never had I never had fans because I was in the business. But the people I knew, if I was out with Betty Davis, let's say at lunch, which I had been at times. People would come up to her. Oh, Miss Davis, I love you. I adore you. I adore you. I adore you, Miss Davis. I adore. And she would say, "Of course you do. Of course you do. Of course you do." And then after a while, she'd simply put her face down and eat. And yeah. the people would stand there talking. She completely ignored them. People don't realize that you're you're eating. It's a very. Uh, do you get recognized so everywhere? Do you get recognized everywhere? Because you look no, exactly no, the same no, with I, gray hair. Occasionally, but it, and it's never oppressive. Uh, but not like Betty Davis or the like. Uh, but I can imagine that after a while it gets a little oppressive. You know, I totally. Well, when I, when I, Jane Russell was my dearest and best friend. In fact, I took her name, that's my stage name, Russell, from Jane. We mm -hmm. hung out together. We were like brother and sister. And mm -hmm. we, we, we ate millions of times together, and people came up. And they yeah. said, oh, Miss Russell, I love you. And she'd say, fine, can I have your autograph? She'd say, honey, I have macular degenerate eyes but you can have a photograph with me. Uh -huh. And yeah. they got their cell phones and they went next to Jane and she was polite. Sweet. And I, and I said to her, it's easier to sign it. She said, no, it's not Ron. She Ooh. said, because in between taking the picture, I can eat. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to go to you. So I read online that you were in a, like a traveling version of Greece, like a Broadway version of Greece or something, you know, and that that's what kind of like led to you uh, getting the actual role of duty in Greece. Is that true? Well, in part, uh, I was um, a replacement in uh, the first national touring company of Greece. So there was a Broadway company. And prior to that, there were there was a company in Chicago where it all began and then uh, off Broadway and then finally on Broadway opened in 1972. February 14th is coming up on its 50th anniversary, actually. I was and, the, the, and, third, and the third night it opened, I was there. That, good, terrific. 
And um, uh, it's a long story as to how I got involved, but I did. And I did the last 10 months of that first national tour. Uh, subsequently, I mean, that was 70. Well, the interesting thing is on May 19th of 1973, I stepped on stage for the first time as Sonny in the national tour. Four years to the day later, May 19th of 1977, I got cast as Duty in the movie. Now, the, the role of Duty in the film is pretty much the role of Sonny in the play. Oh, gotcha. The of, okay. The role of Putsy in the film is really Duty from the movie. And the role of um, Sonny in the movie, played by Michael Tucci, is really the character of Roger from the play. You sort of have to know both the play and the and the film to understand those distinctions. It but I'm so my portrayal like... is much like the 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 um, uh, character of Sonny from the stage play. So yes, well, I, that, I, I, I want to really... tell you something. I bet you don't know. What's that? On the third night that I went to see uh, the, the the which I love the musical. We had theater etiquette back those days. No one moved. We we sat. We dressed. We sat there, and we enjoyed the show. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I've ever seen people jumping in their seat, tapping their foot, moving their wanting to dance because da -da 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 that music just hopped you right out of your bird. Yeah. And it was a fabulous musical. I watch it on TV as, as all the time. Yeah, it, it, it has great storyline. It's fun. It's just a terrific film. I think too, it's and you were terrific in it, and all of you, all of you were terrific. Thank you. There wasn't anyone that was miscast at all. Thank you. Appreciate no, I'm ser it. I'm serious. I uh, the, new, the New York accents, you know, they should have called me on that because mine is as thick as it gets. Uh, <laughs> some of the oh, new. You could have sang too. <laughs> well, I could have been in it, but I was too old, I think, at the time. Were we all? Yeah, I was 34 years old at the time. I was way too old. I could never uh -huh. play a teenager. But so, so you sing in real life, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you, do you uh, still sing? Yeah, I do. In fact, I'm about to do uh, a production of the Neil Sedaka jukebox musical "Breaking Up Is Hard to Do." Uh, oh, I was supposed to have done it with Dee Dee Khan. Uh, she has other commitments, and they're I, they're still looking for a co-star for me. Uh, we're doing it at um, in Boca Raton at the Wick Theater. Contract has not been formally oh. signed, but the memo deal is out there. We're actually from like I'm like, from. I Bo met Ron. And, we actually hooked yeah. up in in Boca Raton. Now we're in right. Palm Springs, but we went it's from the Wick, Boca. The Wick, the Wick oh, Theater. Oh sure, well. yes, absolutely. Sure, I know all the theaters in town, and also in the town in Fort Lauderdale is quite yeah, a few. So too. I did so a show Saturday night at Grossinger's in Fort Lauderdale. Have you ever done the schoolhouse, the old schoolhouse? I have not. That That's a nice room. Uh, Jane was booked there, Jane Russell. Mm -hmm. And it, that's up in, uh, above, what's that town called above Boca? Atlantic Delray. Avenue. What's that town? Delray Beach. Delray Beach. Delray. Look it up. Book yourself there. At Delray Beach, the old schoolhouse. Okay. It's a wonderful little theater. It sits about maybe 150 people. But it's charming. It's a, it's a, it's an intimate. You know who else was there? My my buddy Renee Taylor. She did her one woman show, and Renee was wonderful. And the audience just felt like they're in a living room with her. It's a great room to play. You'll you'll Ron, like do you it. Have a book. Do you no, have a everybody book? asks him that though. He needs one. What? He knows everybody. He needs one. No, I cannot write a book because I'm in the business sixty four years. I started at nineteen. I have lived many lifestyles, married with two children, 16 years, lived straight, lived a lie, lived gay, married to Jimmy, uh, movie stars, mafia people, uh, friends, parties, stories, too many names, too much trouble, uh, too many people that are gay, 
and are still married and their spouses don't know they're gay. Uh, so to write a book is just cruel, it's criminal. So funny. And, we, and mean, when mean. when Jersey when Jersey Boys the movie came out, he was like, "Oh my God, this was like my life." When they're like selling all well, the stolen goods and all the stuff. Well, you know, if you're from Brooklyn, back in those days, you were hood. I mean, what? Who came out of college? I mean, well, Jews, my, the Jews Jews went to college. That was the other side of town. <laughs> no, it's true. Avenue J and Avenue J and Canarsie. My cousin Wait, David. No, if you uh, lived if you lived off of Ocean if you lived off of Ocean Parkway, you were a Jew. All right. Actually, and you were in college. Laney Kazan came from there. I mean, you know, Laney's a good buddy of mine. And we talk all the time about Sweetheart. Ocean Parkway. I, I love her. her. She's, she's going to be starring in a movie with me. Anyway, oh. we, talk, we talk about the old Jewish lady that used to sit on the middle island of Ocean Parkway with her legs open. And as the cars drove by, the wind would old lady. She didn't even know her legs were open. They just fell open because she's old. And Laney and I said, do you remember her? I said, Laney, give me a break. Did you was, did you really see that? Laney said, yeah, remember? We, and I, put, I, you know, when I work now, she said I patterned myself after her. Funny. Funny. It's a that story that I remember actually, that woman. She had a lawn chair. She sat right on the middle of the parkway with her legs open and all the cars a hundred years old. Actually, too, because you went to Carnegie Mellon, I think I read. Yes. Good good school. So you're smart, smart Jew. Because <laughs> it's a very good school. So I'm certainly so, wait, wait, I came I, I came from Red Hook. Now Red you Hook? if you know anything about Red Hook, Red Hook back in the nineteen forties was where every big mafia guy came from every uh it was the capital of of sicilian and napolitan mafia which i'm not we're northern italian we're mm -hmm. from genoa uh but my father knew all of them they, from the italian club and i grew up with all their kids and the kids i used to see on tv you know just got arrested 50 years to life because they were all big big mafiosos sure. so i really couldn't write a book i wouldn't i would not write a book so hold on let me go back because because uh i, I might write one about jane and myself call it jane and i all you, about our our, our adventures you yeah. probably have plenty of stories that you could put listen they're always hawking me to write a book and i should I've been what? in the business for 60 years, Ron, so four years less than you. And right. I have stories that I, I, I could put in there, um, some that if I did, I'd probably uh, – I'd have to just be about, like on death's door to be able to tell all the truths. You can't <laughs> you know? do, you, listen, you can't do it. I it's mean, hard. I know stories about Tab Hunter, my good friend. I would never tell. You know, because first of all, his lover would be upset by these stories. Not that I had anything to do with him sexually, but just things that I know about Tam. Things right. I know. Things I know about Jane. So things write I know. Write it with discretion, uh, Ron. I I'm mean, sure I, like I said, the only one I would talk about is Rhonda Fleming because I did not like her. She was a snob, a snooty, snotty snob. So Rhonda Fleming, I'd be happy to write about. But so hold on, I want to switch the, the topic. Not the rest. I want to switch them. the topic because we don't have that much time. What do you mean? Um, we much time. Yeah, He's yeah. a launchman. Launchmans get extra uh, time okay. here. No, I want to like talk about. So, so oh, yeah. we huh? we actually had um. You know what uh, launchman means? Of course. Oh, I don't know. How much, I don't know how Jewy you are. Some people are not even. <laughs> I have friends of mine that are Jewish, and I said my yeah, business partner is Jewish, and she's not wait, Jewish at I all. I said, oh, don't be a yenta. They said, what's that? I said, you're a Jew, and you don't know what fucking yenta means. Go hang your head. Let me ask so, you one more question, a culinary question. Do you like okay. sushi? Do you like sushi, Ron? No, I hate fish. Doesn't eat fish. I'm, I'm right. the, only, the reason why I'm asking is because you mix your cream cheese with wasabi, 
which is the uh, the, the horse Michael from God. The vase of Michael from God. It's it's a delight from God. Yeah, no, I understand, but no, 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 I no, I, I'm not a fish eater. I'm the only one. When they eat the locks, I I can't. I try. Oh, so you locks. don't eat locks? Okay. No, I oh, have a bagel. You don't do anything with, with fish. I, I do like a guyish. Uh, okay. the bagel, a guy is your only fishy. My wife's linguine with linguine with clam sauce is the only thing he eats that's fishy. That's it, nothing because else. I make it in such a way that it doesn't taste like, like fish. fish. So, okay. you're our second grease person. We actually, before COVID came on, we had Eddie Deason come on, right? Um, that we met through we met at an event or something, so he came on and he was a lot of fun. And uh, like you, he's been in a lot of cool things. So, uh, I want to ask just one more grease thing, and then I want to go over your career a little bit because I want to talk about some of the other stuff that you've done besides Greece. But how was it being? I mean, for me, like I think Greece came out when I was in seventh grade. So for me, it was like a huge thing. And all the, you know, all my friends in the neighborhood, we all wanted to dress up like, you know, the people from Greece and like the Lords of Flatbush was big, you know, at the same time. And so we would pretend like we were all those people. So how was it being? Because I think that's probably one of the most iconic movies of my entire childhood. Wait, how old were you when it came out? I was in the seventh grade. So I was like 12. And I was 40 something. <laughs> No, what, uh, what year? What year did your movie come out? Seventy-eight. I was thirty-eight. I was fourteen. I, I was thirty. Man. I, was 14. I was thirty-eight years old. I was fourteen. I'm eighty-one and a half now. Bless your heart. Yeah, you're ten years older than me. Okay. See so that? how was look it? Look you got to look forward. How to. was it being in one of the most iconic movies, like basically like in history? It it was, and I've said this before. Um, it was a labor of love. I've never been able to. I've I've been in some wonderful uh, projects and have have worked with some wonderful people. Have some great experiences, and certainly Greece is a, a highlight of my career. Um, and we still are very close, by the way, all of us from the film that are still alive. We just had a great time. It was it was just such a joy to be able to work in in the environment that was created by Alan Carr and Randall Kleiser and the creatives. They just set it up in a fashion that made us look forward to coming to work every day. And you know what? It shows in the film. That camaraderie, yeah. Ron, it's you're, you're very right. And I think that's the core of the film. It's we I, go together. It may sound trite. That's but that's no, exactly no, 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 it's not. I've been on films where they, nobody got along and it showed in the film. And I've been on films where we all loved each other and it showed that also. So sure. camaraderie, absolutely. It's, 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 question. It's, it's, what yeah. was it like? Now, she's a brilliant, brilliant actress, and I'm a great fan of hers. But I'll be damned if I remember her friggin' name. She Stockard. played... Stockard. Stockard. Yeah, love, I love Stockard. Stockard. Unfortunately, oh. Stockard has removed herself from uh, the mix that is the post-success, if you will, of the film. Uh, and she has her reasons for doing that. She became... Um, I'll call it a very serious actress. Not very, very. Part, she's a good. But actress. she didn't. She, she. It seems like she doesn't want to be so associated with it, and that is her right to do that. At the time, she was wonderful to work with. We again, all I of us it. got on famously. She just chose to take the path that she chose to take, and that's did that basically. But, but you know what? Many, many, many do. Yeah. Um, who was it we were working with or something that refused to do whatever we wanted because they were famous for it? I can't think of this situation. Recently, somebody said, no, I'm not going to do it. Oh, 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 Sex in the City. Uh, 
what's her name? She refused to go in Sex in the City because she didn't oh, want to be Kim Cattrall didn't want to be typecasted as Samantha. Yeah. And and so many actresses and actors who have been typecasted, uh, Superman for one, the one that killed himself, yeah, George George, George Reeves. No, no, what, no, no, no. Uh, Chris, Chris, Chris Reeves. Well, no, George Reeves. No, George Reeves. Yeah, George Reeves. George Reeves. George Reeves. Went, Reeves. It led to his death, his suicide. Or, well, it was a murder, but they covered yeah, it up. Right, right. So we actually okay. met. So, we, so I can understand yeah. why... Uh, uh, why Channing wanted to uh yeah. we we are at a we before we went to a really terrible premiere of a film it was just a terrible film I won't even mention it um but we actually I sat next to Randall Kleiser he was actually there what a nice guy he was a lot of fun he was taking pictures with everybody we really like enjoyed it so it was fun so I want to brag for you a little bit you guys some of the things that you guys have seen Barry in especially on TV um he was on a show called Boomers for six episodes, which I don't know what that is, but it looked great when I looked it no, up. Boomer, no, it's more than six episodes. We did, I want to say we did at least two seasons. I came on in the sixth episode of the first season. It's about a bunch of boomers who uh, are trying to you know, do, be relevant in their in their uh, retire, retiring years, and we put together a rock group. Actually, the rock group had been formed, and I insinuate myself into the mix. And I like well, it looks terrific. Now, 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 boomers means baby boomers. Baby, well, I'm doing it for the people out there that don't get what boomers is. Baby boomers. Yeah. Kids yeah. born in the 50s. So, 1950s. you guys, some of the other things: Grease Live, Rugrats, House, Criminal Minds, Even Stevens, Baywatch, Port Charles, ER, Beverly Hills, 90210. Max Headroom back in the day, Murder, She Wrote, Major Dad, Tracy Ullman wow. Show, Growing Pains, Falcon Crest, Alfred Hitchcock Presents, Hill Street Blues, Scarecrow and Mrs. King, Barney Miller, The Doctors, Benson, Eight is Enough, Alice, there's a million of them, Days of Our Lives. He was also on CPO Sharky with Don Rickles as a main cast member. And, um, and I looked at some of the movies because we've had tons of people that you've worked with on our show. Oh, wait, first let's compliment him. So on his work record, you hit all the good shows. You were lucky. Thanks, oh, Thanks. talented. But Thanks. you never got to do Charlie's Angels or McMillan and Wife. No, but I did work with uh, Kate. Yeah, but I did. Excuse me. Excuse me for bragging. <laughs> I was. <laughs> I, don't I, do that. I, I did McMillan and I also did um, Charlie's Angels. So uh -huh. excuse, excuse me. When you speak to me, say, sir. Mr. Sure. Mr. 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 Russell. Mr. No, Russell. You, have, you have some fucking work in Korea. Yeah, I, so I, I wish I had as all the kid, work. Listen to you this. Had. You'll like Shut this. Up, as I'm a kid, I know we don't, I, I have got stuff to talk about. He's as a lunchman. As, as, as a kid, as a kid, he, he was a, 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 I don't even know if he was credited. I think it said kid in pajamas or something, but like he was in a movie with George Papard and Raymond Burr. I love Raymond Burr. I knew George, George Papard. Papard. I knew. <laughs> yeah, he, it's called PJ. 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 Was there the you go. Okay. His, his kid. In, his, yes, I can see the mistake. I can understand. I wrote PJ kid in PJ. <laughs> no, that was his name, PJ. George Papard was one of the handsomest men you'd ever want to see in person, and a sweetie. His kid and my kid went to El Rodeo School together in Beverly Hills. So I met George at a parent meeting. You know, uh -huh. ch children parent meeting, yeah, yeah. and and then I would see him around town, and we would be talkative. A lovely guy, lovely. Yeah, he lovely also guy. went to Carnegie Mellon. I don't oh, that's cool. I don't think he graduated, but he went. He, he went for a while there. I'm sorry, he passed away so young. So well, yeah. yeah. I also I love the movie Avenging Angel, which I had no idea you were in it uh, back in the day, and Betsy Russell was on our show, and I was and just was looking at, on uh, Instagram. 
uh, I get, I don't, maybe it was uh, someone that is involved with this, with the promotion of this show had a hashtag avenging angel and they clicked on it and there were all these pictures of Betsy. And uh, yeah, she's a sweetheart. What a great movie though. When I was younger, I thought that was like the greatest movie. And I owe you a lot of times the people, the movies that I pick out are like the ones that people have no, like they're not, uh, you know, don't ever talk about or nobody ever asked about. But I thought that because there was a whole series that turned into a whole series. Three, three of them. It was, a, yeah. it was Angel, Avenging Angel, and then think there was Angel 3. Yeah, I loved all those films. And you did a movie called The Silent Natural. And we had almost, I just did a movie. Ron and I both just did a movie with Vernon Wells. Um, But Tyler Maine's been on our show. Courtney Gaines has been on our show. Marshall Teague's been on our show. We would love Sam Jones to be on our show, which you've done a couple of things with Sam Jones. Gordon, Flash Gordon. (laughs) Yes, he's a marvelous man. And I also just did a film that's not on the the resume yet because we just did it called Foreclosure, uh, directed by the terrific Brian Herzlinger. And he just had a a Lifetime film uh, on called the... um, uh, the, oh, is it the Christmas fix? Oh gosh, I'm going to uh, uh, the Christmas fix up. I think no, no, no. Uh, oh, that's terrible, Brian. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't ACR, worry. a Christmas reunion. That's it. And he's got another one called the uh, something fix up uh, that my friend Brian Sills is in. I'm terrible about this. Please forgive me. But anyhow, foreclosure will be out, and I believe that will also be on Lifetime, uh, starring Branscom Richmond, who actually produced Silent Natural. He um, is responsible for getting films produced in Kentucky, uh, the Southern uh, Kentucky Film Commission. He brings um, he brings uh, uh, film production there, great tax incentives, et cetera, et cetera. So Branscombe was also in with Lorenzo Lamas. He was in um, his Larry series. Larry uh, Lorenzo. Was it not, uh, what's the name of the series? Not Knight Rider. That was uh, Hoff. Oh, uh, uh, Renegade. Uh, Renegade. 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 And, so, and Branscombe's been a friend since the Rickles days because – uh, he had done a Rickle show. We became buddies and he's a great guy and he plays the heavy in this foreclosure. Uh, I have a very interesting uh, character that I play. Um, so this is what's wonderful off times with this business. It's very much a who, you know, business, these wonderful friends that bring you into their projects. There's nothing sweeter than to not have to bust your bottom to get a, no, to get, a, because you know, the no, job is getting the job. I, I want to say, yes, it is. Says, I'm a friend and I want you to come and do this film. Uh, your day is made. You know what I'm saying? I want to say something about Lorenzo Lamas. His mother and I were very Arlene. close. I just lost Arlene. I am so sorry because we were going to New York in February and Jimmy was going to meet her at lunch. And unfortunately, but yeah. as far as Larry goes, Lorenzo, he doesn't like Larry. Lorenzo goes, he hugs me when he sees me. He'll kiss Aww. me on the cheek. He's a, He's not a homophobe. He's a real oh. man. He's a true yeah. heterosexual man. We have him kiss all the time every time we see each other. Well, wait a <laughs> he, he has no fear of loving another man publicly as friend. Yeah. He is Nor not. A, he is the furthest thing from a homosexual man that I have oh. ever met. He's totally heterosexual yeah. and a charmer. I went to his daughter's christening up at Tall Trees, which was Arlene's house up in New York State. And he was there. And I said, you know, my friend Teresa is so in love with you. He said, yeah, where does she live? I said, Long Island. He said, how far? I said, what are you talking about? He said, come on, let's go ring her bell. I said, what are you kidding? She dropped dead. He was going to do it. He and his friend. And then I said, you know, she's Italian and she makes the best money. Oh, now for sure we got to (laughs) go. And Larry Lorenzo is just a doll. I love him. I, he's I miss getting him. married, you know. He's he's getting married to Kenneth Scott, and she's oh, lovely. 
It's I know, and, but you know what? I when he was between wives, I have a daughter, a beautiful daughter, was runner up in Miss America, blonde, green-eyed beauty, and Arlene knew that. And I said, you know, Arlene, how about we fix La uh, Leslie up with Larry? She said, Ron, never. She said, I like your daughter too. Never would never. <laughs> She said, my son picks the worst women, she said, in the world to be with. So, and no, she, Arlene was very against no, it. Ken is, Ken is a sweetheart, and she has two sons that is she, is she, his, pardon me? Is she blonde? Yes. With, with big boobs, and she was a pole dancer? Uh, I don't know that. I don't know that, that. that. That's Lorenzo's girls. That's what he likes. She's, she's just delightful, and her sons are amazing. Well, they're young, young sons that have, I, I'm sure their IQs are they're they're off the the, the charts, but they're the, the most well behaved, uh, sweetest, brightest uh, two young boys that I think I've ever met. We all had dinner together. We just did an autograph signing show, the Hollywood show, a couple of months ago. Oh. We all went to dinner afterwards, and these two boys were so impressive to everybody at the table. Just and and she's it. a sweetheart, and they're just they're a great couple. I hope they last. For a long, long I time. I hope so too, because I haven't seen Lorenzo in, in a, oh my God, maybe like I'm, I'm with you 10 years. I haven't seen him in over 10 Get years. Get him on the show. Bring him on the show. Yeah, we'll have to bring him. You on. know what? I called him. Uh, uh, maybe it was for my TV show, Set the Record Straight. And his number was changed, and I never got the new. I don't know what happened. I, I, he follows me on Twitter. He follows me, so I can. Get I would love for Lorenzo to come on, so we could talk about his mother and his famous father, Fernando Lamas. I mean, these are people from my time. He tells your, a your time story. also. He tells a great story about their friend, who is who is the character in the commercials the most. Oh, thank you, Teresa. I, you know, I didn't get the memo about the Hawaiian shirts. I have about 40 of them. I would have worn one. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, um, he tells a story about, you know, the commercials, the most famous man in the world. It's yes, for yes, 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 yes. And you know, the way the man talks, he's got uh, some sort of foreign accent. He tells us one, he, they're friends of uh, Fernando and Lorenzo. And uh, this gentleman, I forget his name, he went to the audition doing Fernando. That is an homage to Fernando. Oh, right. that's cool. That that's how, that's how we got the job. Story. It's a great so, story. Well, Fernando Lamas had that wonderful Spanish accent. And, well, he, that's, and again, that's, and, and he rolled it well. Fun. He knew how yes. to roll it to Marvelous. make it sexy. Marvelous. Yes. You know. So, he, two, he was, he was so I have actor. two things. First thing is, so I produce a lot of films, and I have a list of all the actors that have been on the show. You know, like that way I can like say, hey, these are people I know, and like we could get in. So I'm going to put you on my list because I have nine films in production right now. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Um, I'm interrupting. Where do you live? Yeah, I live in Southern California. Where, where LA area? It, uh, it's close, the other side of the hill, in the valley. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you like to go to events? Because we are invited to a million fun events where everybody in town goes. All the old uh, bags and young ones. Uh, We'd yeah, love yeah. to put you on Jimmy's invite list. I'm a publicist, so I get invited everywhere. <laughs> well, well, you know, you know, red carpets and art exhibits and all kinds of wonderful things that are happening in LA. And Please. I like you, and I'd like to know you. I would Thank like you, to. Rod. I think you're a nice, you're a nice fella. You're so really here's my nice. other question, though, then, because this is what I like to ask to all the actors, and and um, so because you've already worked with, like, when I look at the list, like you've worked with a zillion million awesome people. So if you had a bucket list, like, what's a male and female actor that you have not been able to work with that you think would be fun to work with? And then the second half of the question is, if you had 
uh, if you could have been in any movie, not including Greece, because you were already in it, any movie that's ever been made in history, what movie do you think would have been fun to be in? Gosh. Um, that would like stroke your float your yeah, boat. That that is such a hard question because there's so many projects I'd love to be a part of. Uh, I mean, right now I'd love to be in the series Organized Crime with Christopher Maloney. Yeah, uh, good. I mean, I, my wife is a a diehard law, original Law and Order fan. Me too. And, uh, though I love them, and you know, you watch those old uh, episodes, and everybody shows up in those episodes. Yes. I auditioned once many years ago while I was back in New York and didn't get hired, but not that I'll sit down and watch it. But uh, when Christopher Maloney, uh, I believe was probably doing the pilot for organized crime, or maybe it was SVU. I happened to have been in uh, Canada at the time with Barney the dinosaur. I was yeah, that's with Barney the dinosaur. And I got into an elevator and I had just seen Maloney in something. I didn't even know his name. And we got into the elevator together and I told, I kind of fanned out on him. Subsequently, he became part of that uh, Dick Wolf um, uh, Empire, if you will. Empire. Yes. And it was only in the last two years when organized crime um, began, I think it's in its second season now, I tuned in and I thought, this is a great uh, a great uh, uh, episodic. And so I started to watch SVU because it did a lot of crossovers. It still does. So I started to watch- I've seen every one. I've seen every SVU. Everyone. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of those shows. Uh, so I suppose it, to answer the question, I would like to work with Maloney and Mariska Hargitay. Yeah, uh, that's a good. Like so would I, so would I. You know, uh, I mean, and there are many I'd love to I would have loved to have been in the original West Side Story. <laughs> you oh, know? you could have been in that. Well, but I'm not the dancer that, that, you know, believe me, I would have loved to have been in this one. I think that they did that Spielberg did an amazing job with uh, this remake. And, you know, you don't retools. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. This man broke that rule. As far as I'm concerned, it's an uh, amazingly wonderful and it hopefully will run away with all kinds of awards this year. But, I'm sure you know, it will. You know, and that's musical, of course, musical. But uh, drama, it's because I don't do that much of it. Uh, I think that um, it's, you know, the grass is always greener, if you will. I yes. love to do drama, you know. <laughs> so, so if that answers the question. I'm, just, I'm super happy that you didn't say Meryl Streep. <laughs> you know, her daughter, I didn't realize she's like got three daughters or at least two of them that are in the business. And we just yes. started watching The Gilded Age last night. Uh, oh, I heard it's really good. By Gummer, it's another, I forget her name. Uh, she's wonderful. Again, a chip off the proverbial old block, these daughters. I'm watching Succession now, and I like that a lot. I, st I like, couldn't get into it. I watched like oh, two I or like, three episodes, and it didn't uh, grab me. And I know that it's a wonderful series. I like, I love it. Some of these things you have to watch three or four episodes before it turns you, you around do. and becomes something. But you I do. forgot the question I was going to ask. That's you. okay because we're out of time anyway. Oh, we're going to bring you back. We're going to bring Definitely. you back, and, I'll, and I won't schedule you. another person. Uh, and and we'll put you on our list. And I'm going to like submit you, you know, for some of the projects that we got going. I'd and love to. Um, you guys follow follow. Follow, uh, follow Barry again as Instagram is at Barry underscore Pearl underscore LA. Are you on um, Twitter or any other social media? No, I'm, not also on on, I'm on Facebook, but I, I'm really discreet with who I don't have a fan page on, on Facebook. Oh, you should make one. Uh, People would I join know. in the heartbeat. I'm mad at Facebook right now. They just put a friend of ours in jail for six days for writing something. I've that, been that in was... jail five times. You know, that's <laughs> Meanwhile, you know what? If you get invited to Sue Wong's mansion, 
It's a 1926 mansion owned by every movie star, Bella Lugosi. Uh, oh. The list goes on and on. It's a magnificent mansion, and she has wonderful parties. We should put you on that list because we like to keep it, you know, all the actors. intimate. Yeah. That's yeah, act, if, actors. If I may, if, I may, if uh, had I lived then, I would have loved to have been in all the Hammer films, all of the Todd Browning films, to work with Lugosi and Karloff. You know, th those films are part of the dynamic that compelled me, that 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 drew me into wanting to be in the industry. Quite well, honestly, well, we'll get I, you invited. I, I, I spoke. I was at a party and I spoke to Christopher Lee, and I oh, nice, and I oh, nice, no. Wait a minute. Oh, he's not. He's not nice. He's not oh, nice. Still, wait. <laughs> I, listen. I said to him. I said, you know, I think you were the best Dracula ever. Yes. You're really scared yes. Me. And you know what he said to me? I have done more than Dracula. I'm sure. And he turned around and walked away from me. Now, listen. So his wife, wait, his wife came over. She said, oh, I'm so sorry, but he gets very upset when people only know him from Dracula. Ron, I said, listen. I said, better they know him from Dracula than from a peddler in the street pushing rigs. True. But let, and let me say one more thing. That the very first thought that came into my head when you asked the question, Jimmy, was... The Horror of Dracula, 1955, with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing. Wonderful. Uh, that was the very first thing that came into my head to have been a part of that and work with Christopher Lee. Whether he was a nice person or not, maybe no. it wasn't so because he he's had, an icon. Uh, no, though. Shelby Goodman. Shelby Goodman threw the party, and I said to Shelby. What's with him? She said, Ron, he's not very friendly or very nice. He has to know you for a long time, and then he may warm up. So I looked at her. I said, you know, he can go frig himself. I know Betty Davis. Screw him. <laughs> people, anyway. people said that about Fred Gwynn, and I worked with Fred Grin on the Gwynn in the Munster Revenge, and we got along famously, famously. Uh, he, when he warmed up to me, finally. Right. And when he came over to me and said to me, um, when you become a big star, will you remember me? I hugged oh, him. Wow. And of course, he's in, he's, in, he's in the Frankenstein. So, so when I'm hugging him, I'm like right in his crotch. Of course, yes. what, what a sweet man that was. I love it. So everybody follow Barry, follow his projects. He's got a new movie that'll be coming out. Go watch Grease again. Sing We Go Together. I love that song. I know all the words. <laughs> We want to thank you for coming on the show. You're a true talent, and it was a lot no, of fun. No, you know what he is? You're a mensch. A uh, mensch, and so are you guys. Thank you for You're having me. Love to your fans. Thanks so stay much. Stay well, stay healthy, stay happy. Bye-bye, Barry. Thank bye, you. Bye. Absolutely. I'll bye, be in bye. touch. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. What a cool guy, you guys. What Love a it. terrific guy. I'd like to be friends with him. He's a warm heart. He's a nice person. I hope he comes to the events that we invite him. He to. will. We'll get him coming. So, yeah. so we're going to bring on our next guest, you guys. Even Astro liked him. He's kissing. Um, next Isn't we're Astro bring... cute? Everybody well, out there, this is my little baby boy. Well, beautiful. Okay, hang on. We got. I got to let it. Roxy, come on, Roxy. Let's bring on Marlene. Well, bring Astro on. This is Astro. Hey, hey, Marlene. Hey. How are you? Huh, now before I'm we go, good. Wait, 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 wait. Before we go any further, engineer, lower her. My ears are going to oh, burst. Oh, that's not her. That's you. No, somebody has to lower her. She's loud. We have to lower her. Well, go Am lower her. No, not you, your voice. It's the, the, oh. the, the machinery. No, not you, honey. Go ahead, say something, Marlene. Say <laughs> no, something. Not. Just talk regular, Marlene. Hello, guys. Oh, no, no, Hello. No. It's really. <laughs> Woo. We have to have our engineer here lower. She, she can't lower it. I have to lower it. Roxy can't lower it? I don't think so. Some people come in really I... stronger than others. Where are you coming from now? I got it lowered. Okay. Oh, I can't. Yeah. Talk, Marlene, talk, Marlene. Where are how you coming? How's it sounding now? 
better? Much better. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, better? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, now I can hear what a pretty okay. voice you have. Good. And I didn't I mean loud, it. meaning you were loud. No, I no. meant the, the machinery was I loud. I got it. I got it. How so, everybody, this is Marlene Bandero. You guys remember we had her husband on, um, Al, a couple of months ago, and he was in Rocky Four, and he's a superstar actor, and she is an actress, producer, writer, and author, and I'm going to introduce you that way. So hang on. Let me do my formal introduction. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star <laughs> Show with Ron Russell, actress, producer, writer, and author Marlene Bandero. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, You're not related guys. to Antonio. Thank you for having me. You're not related to Antonio. No, no, Antonio <laughs> is Banderas. Bandera. Bandera. We are Bandero. Yes. Yeah, they're Bandero. Is, isn't he Bandero? No, he's Bandero. He no, has he's an Banderas. S. Banderas. Yes. An, he's oh, Spanish. We're Italian. Oh, so an Italian. Yeah, pa yeah. Italiano. Pa Si, certo, like, oh, I'm not Italian. She's Mexi Italian. Mexican. Where are you from? Puerto no. Rico or Mexico? Or no, I'm I'm Cuban. Cuban. Okay, uh, sorry. De, oh, de, de Cuba. There we go. Cubanese. I like love yeah. it. Dove ti imparata a parlare italiano? Ho imparato in Italia. Sono vissuta a Sorrento per cinque anni. Ma guarda come belle parla. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Ah, beautifully. Oh, we have a chat room too. Say hi to everybody. Her in the Italian chat room. is better than mine. Look it's how beautiful. beautiful. She is too. Say hi to everybody in the chat room, Marlene. And and so you're, you're, hi everyone. There you go. I lived in Florida and I love the Cuban people. Uh, oh. I used to go down to Miami a lot and you know down in off of a Brickle. Off of Brickell, mm -hmm. what is that yeah. little place we used to always eat? That wonderful little, little, little Havana. Havana. But little there was Havana, a restaurant. There was a, there was a restaurant that was open to the street. It had parrots and bananas and stuff decorated, oh. and I oh, loved the, it. And we used to shop on Lincoln Road. Oh yeah, Lincoln Road. Sure. I had Miami. a clothing store down in. I had I had clothing stores in Miami for many Cuban years. Cuban people are some of the nicest, most beautiful, well dressed people you'll ever Thank want to meet. You. Thank no, you. I'm you know, not I, saying it to be polite. I'm saying this as a fact. If they weren't, I, you know, I wish other Hispanic groups would be as uh, well put together as the Cubans are. Maybe they oh, will learn from the you. Cubans and realize <laughs> that in America, gold lame and rhinestones and tinsel and tassels <laughs> are not oh, wait, wait. daytime wear. Yeah. There's some Cubans that have the tinsel and the rhinestones. No, they, they I mean, do. You know, they I, do bling. They do bling. They, I had, yes, I, Cubans I had, do do bling. Well, I had yes. a friend down there, Rosanna, and Rosanna was bling, but she was fabulous. I mean, she was she made bling happen. It was Cubans love gold. Gold. Yes, real I, eighteen my, carat. Oh, love gold. My father. Yeah. Oh, bless his soul. He loved his gold, gold watch. Gold necklace, yes, gold yes. rings. He, they, they love gold. And so few people out there, there are more Cuban Jews in, in, in Miami than you would imagine. The yeah, Jewish no, Cu no. Cuban Jewish population yeah. is huge. If you go into most of the shops, which I don't think exist anymore, but I remember when I went down there, I used to buy beautiful shoes for 20 bucks. I mean, I don't think that you exists know, anymore. No, I mean, Miami, that was Miami years Beach ago. has changed a lot. A lot. It's, a it's lot. totally different now. Totally different. I used to love it yeah. though. I used to go a lot. I haven't been so in many it, years well, it though. Got, so hang on. It we got, got high go, end. Got it got high end now. I'm sorry. It was, it became high end. Yeah, it's very high end. Yeah, it's just different. It's, it's very uh, urban. Very, it's very urban very now. Much so. Yeah. Um, so 
Now, what I, about, I, went, I went to the MTV Awards there, the Source Awards. I went to everything like there. So, so what are you writing? That no, no, I want to. I want to like do it. Okay, you do it. All right, you guys. So, so Alan and Marlene uh, are phenomenally. But not only are they super nice, they're great looking, super <laughs> incredibly, super incredibly talented. And we're working on some films and stuff. But we actually brought yes, her on are. specifically because she has authored a new book, and the new book is called Dante's Cool Wheels. And I'm going to yes. read this little synopsis. Oh, good. Show everybody. Hold it up again. Hold it up while I'm reading this. So, you guys, on Amazon, uh, Dante has cool wheels. Look, Astro. Look Dante. Okay, listen, though. Dante is a German shepherd dog that loves to run and play. He's just like every other dog, except Dante is paralyzed and must use a wheelchair to get around. He thinks his wheels are cool, but other dogs don't feel the same are you, and, and are even afraid of his wheels. They treat him differently and don't want to play with him. Mm -hmm. Dante doesn't think he's different, and all he has to do is get everyone to see that, too. This is an inspiring story about a special dog who gives both children and adults hopes, courage, mm -hmm. and strength. Written for children with disabilities, Dante tries to teach them to never give up. However, any child can relate to Dante and his desire to find friends who will accept him as he is. Dante wants everyone to find happiness and know that life is wonderful, even if you have cool wheels. I think this is like the most coolest inspirational type a, story in the world. This is a Thank wonderful you. book, and everyone that has children should own this book. Read this book to your children because the messages are wonderful. One is that a dog, even though it's paralyzed, should not be destroyed, put down. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. The second, Along with the, the, the second thing children. is people that are different should not be held in prejudice. Exactly. So and exactly. the book is a wonderful book. You wrote, a, you wrote it, right? Yes. yes, I did. Yes. Good yes. for you. Yes. Good, so tell us good, a little bit about how you, tell us how you came up with all of this. We had a German Shepherd dog uh, in California. And at the age of six, one time we, Al was working with him in the park, he was training him because he came from a championship line. So we thought about maybe putting him in competition. So he was training him one day and he hurt his knee and had to have an operation. And three months to the day of the operation, he had a blood clot, Aww. which caused a stroke. Yeah, it caused a it caused a paralyzing stroke and Aww. we did everything. We took him to every sort of physical therapy imaginable from water therapy to acupuncture to even a hyperbaric chamber for oxygen boost. We did everything, but he never recovered the use of his back legs. And then one day he, we got this wheelchair for him and we put him in the wheelchair and he just took off. He just took off. He said, oh, my God, I can walk again. <laughs> and he ran. He he was amazing. And that was it. He just had his cool wheels and he went around. We did everything like a normal dog. We went to the park. We played with the ball, with the stick, everything, just like a regular dog. Did, did you know, did you know, because I feel the creator of all of us, if mm. that creator is aware of what you have done, will reward you tremendously oh. because the the things that you went to do for that little doggy are beyond what most people do most people well, would have the dog destroyed al, al used to say he would do it for us if dogs boy look at my exactly baby. this is exactly. my baby i would i would go out and, and hook well, nobody and wants know, wants my body he, but i'd sell my body to get medical help for him exactly he was i wouldn't and he get, was make fine. much money other than his back legs didn't work, he was normal. 
He was not in pain. Right. He was just as feisty. He had the same energy and strength like any other German Shepherd. He, there was really nothing wrong with him other than his legs. So to put him down would have been a sin. So, so you know, put him in a wheelchair, and he was just like every other dog. I love but it, like and, I, the- and I've seen it a lot. Like I watch, I love to watch the animal videos on YouTube. And I've seen a lot of videos, you know, of dogs in wheelchairs and how sure. how happy they are. And you see it on Animal yeah. Planet and you've seen it all over the place. And, yeah. and I love the way that you, um, you know, did the analogy also to people with disabilities. I mean, it's a great way to teach kids, you know, not well, to, to be I'll mean. Tell you, I'll tell you where the idea for the book came from, really, really came from. We were, I was walking Dante one time around uh, the lake and he had his little stick in his mouth and he's walking and he's we're just having a nice time. This woman comes running up to me and she's crying. I was like, Oh, what's wrong? You okay? She's like, listen, I'm sorry. I just, I see you all the time. And I finally get a chance to talk to you. I have to tell you, I have a little boy who's 14 years old and he's been in a wheelchair his entire life. He has, uh, he was born without a chromosome. He he'll never walk. He'll never be like every other kid. But every morning when I take him to school in the car, he sees you walking your dog and he turns to me and says, look, mommy, he's just like me. Oh, how sweet. And when she said that, I said, wow. I have like a tear in my eye. No, no, your book book will do a lot of good for a lot of people. And that's that's where the idea came from. If you get the book. But if you're stupid and you don't get the book <laughs> and you raise your kids to be stupid kids like you're stupid because you didn't get the book. So be smart. What get a great, the book so you'll have smart though, kids. Animated, what a great animated television series that would be. Uh, yeah. Uh, Al and I have discussed it. We're talking about it. We're. I have other ideas for other books and how to continue Incorporate the story. It all and keep it going. I saw yeah. this book. Back in 1956, I went to Italy on a boat ship, and one of the women on the ship had a dachshund, and that's the first time I ever saw two wheels in the back of a dog, and I was fascinated. Nobody had ever seen it back in 1956, and and everybody, you know, they were only allowed to walk their dogs a certain amount of hours, so she would walk it up and down the promenade, and everybody would gather around that dog and, and, and just love and adore it. So it's something that people really enjoy seeing, an animal that through mechanics is able to function. It's so, wonderful. So tell everybody though then where where do people where can people actually get the book? Anywhere. It's on Amazon. Amazon.com. How much it's is available. it? available. Uh, paperback is eleven ninety nine. It's available in Kindle form and I just got the uh, hard copy. And how much hard is the hard, uh, how much is the hard cover is, is, is twenty. Listen, for That's 20, so adorable. listen, all, all, all of you people out there that have beautiful coffee tables, for 20 bucks, this will grace your coffee table. Everyone that comes to your home when they sit down waiting for you to get their cocktails for them will look at this book and say, wow, it's a great book. I love this Thank book. You. So, so now I'm who illustrated it? Who illustrated? Did you illustrate it or you had no, someone I, illustrated? I wish, I wish I was that talented. No, I, <laughs> I found a, a young, I found a young illustrator, a young artist, uh, and I worked with him. I gave him the ideas. I sent him pictures of Dante. I sent him pictures of other dogs, and we really worked close in getting 
just the right pictures. I love it. I think it's fabulous. So you guys, just first of all, uh, uh, Marlene spells her name unusual. So like when you go Google, when you go to Amazon, you stick in Dante's Cool yes. Wheels, and it's M A R L Y N, M A R L Y N, M A R L Y N, and then Bandero is B A N D I E R O. I would pronounce it Madeline. 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 Since you lived in you lived in Miami, it's Marlene. Spanish, yeah, Marlene. Marlene. So, Marlene. so that's why I pronounce it Marlene. Yeah, I, that's I why I it. pronounce it as Marlene. Automatically, or Marlene, or Marlena would be uh, Italian, would be Marlena. Yes. Oh, wow. So, B. Espanole, Marlene. B. Yes, Say hi to B. Claudia in Germany. B. Claudia says that, like, Hello. it's. You're very beautiful, you by the way. It. She says you can Thank get it, but you, you have to pay $9 to ship it to Germany. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, it's worth, it's worth it. it. Meanwhile, you're it's very worth it. great. You're very beautiful. You're very beautiful. Thank you. Do you Thank have you a handsome husband? You, you know her husband. He's been on the show. Who's her husband? Oh my Ow. God! Ow. I'm, I'm 81. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm 81 years old. Do you think Come I remember on. yesterday? Who's her husband? Wow. Al Bandero. <laughs> he Al was Bandero. in Rocky Four. He was on the show, and then she came also on the show <laughs> behind it, and. And uh, they're doing a movie, Blue Betrayal. And I love him. Oh my God, what's wrong with me? I need to go to a home. Put me in a nursing home. Oh my, I, now I know who we're talking about. You know what? This is hard. age sucks, let me tell you. I get so, no, I'm 81. I'll be 82 in May. I'm getting confused easily. Well, look at, of course I know your husband. Of course. Of course. Randy Edelman, I will say hi. Oh, actually, that's that's Eileen. That's Eileen. Oh, Eileen. Oh, so say hi to Eileen. That's Eileen. Uh, hi, Eileen. Say hi to your, say hi to your husband for me and to forgive I me will. for getting I confused. Will. Oh my God, your husband is very <laughs> handsome. He he's good. He's handsome. good with pictures. He's not so good with names. No, you know <laughs> what it is. Picture of Al there. He would know who it is. No, you know what it is. Listen to me, and I'm not copying out. I'm in the business 64 years, almost 65 mm -hmm. years. Do you know how many people I have met? In my line of work, millions, oh, millions. My mind does not remember. Yeah, but they're not my age. When you get to be my age, the stack of names just go become one. And if you don't I remember, tell you, I I'm similar. I will remember a person's face, face forever. Yeah. I'll remember so I. a face, a place, a direction. Me too. But a name and a I number. Can't do, I, have I can't a hard do time. names. Numbers and I can't do numbers. If you well, give I'm, me a I'm telephone just, number, are you in just five minutes, I forget it. Me too. No, are you are you dyslexic? No, I'm dyslexic. No. I have trouble with numbers. I do everything backwards, and I can't remember lines anymore. I'm in a lot. I'm in six movies coming up, and thank God I have an earplug and I'm fed my lines because I can't remember them anymore. The brain oh, just no. says enough. That's not true. You remember them. You just don't remember where they go. Right. Well, same thing. <laughs> well, but no. The, the the brain is a sponge, and it just yes. can absorb so much. And then it says, listen, you're going to die soon. So what does it matter? No, don't you, think like you, that. You don't need to know this name. <laughs> don't think like that. No, I'm only kidding. I, kidding. I make a joke about he, it. He remembers his lines. He just doesn't put them all. Always know exactly where they go. So I give him little well, hints. What, you can't see the earplug anyway. So. No, but the, you know what it is? The lines stink. I don't. I mean, I've been in movies where the lines were wonderful and meaningful. But most of the movies are minute crap. And 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 the line the lines and no the lines are not uh, memorable. Let's put it that way. Or lines. Well, you have to choose. You have to choose movies that are well written. That's well, you know what I, I, I do these movies, I do them for friends. Uh, my friends, like in the business, ask me in, and I go in as a cameo or as a character for them. 
enough of the money, that's for sure. But you know, like a line, like if I'm do, I play hood mafia a lot, Brooklyn mafia, because mm -hmm. of my New York accent. Right, right. And when I read the line, I'm supposed to be a mafia guy, and don't write, oh gosh, John Heck, may I please have your gun, because that's yeah. not how we spoke that's in Brooklyn. No, no. <laughs> so it's hard for me to remember that line because it's you know, as a screenwriter, I work really hard on dialogue. Definitely. I, I will sit, I'll look at the dialogue day after day after day. I'll yes. take it apart. I'll walk away. I'll come back. I reread it again. I read it out loud. I act it. I give it yes. to Al. Al yes, to yes, yes. I mean, I work yes. so, because if the dialogue is not well written. The character disappears. It, 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 exactly. And you, you want to give something for the actor to work with. So they, I, I'm going to give, the, the, I'm gonna the give line, real props. Wait, the line has to make the character come alive. If the line doesn't work, the character is on paper. And today, yeah. in most of the movies I'm in, as I said, they shoot like, like Lorene Landon and I agreed that they shoot lines at each other. Nobody acts anymore. I'm a method actor. Lorene's a method actress. So we work differently. We're damn good actors. I got to tell you, Lorene Lauren and, and Sadie Katz are brilliant ladies to work with. And I've worked with both of them in a few films, but the rest of them are just. Uh, cardboard piece. hang on i'm gonna give props though i want to give props first of all because you guys um i know that the book which i have not read the book yet but i'm gonna get the book and i'm gonna read the book um but i love the topic and everything that she's doing with it and i think it's one of the most unique cool helpful stories probably ever written also. dante's cool wheels it's very, beautiful very colorful but you guys cover. i have met i have read several scripts written by marlene and I read a lot of scripts because I get sent a lot of scripts. And so none, of, none of the scripts that I have read from anybody else are anywhere near as good as the ones Marlene writes. Because it's, when you okay. read it on the page, you in your head, you already know what everything should look like. Because it's so descriptive, you know, the locations and what you're doing. And everything is so well descriptive that you can, like, figure it all out in your head, like, immediately. Yeah, but you know what, Jimmy? You get in Thank trouble you. with that because... I wrote a movie called The Gift of Magic with Lainey Kazan is going to play my wife. And I sent Lainey the script and Lainey said, but Ron, where's the description? I said, they were told me nobody gives description. I know, anymore. but she does. No, that's I know. why well, I like it. Wait a minute. The directors don't like scripts that direct because that's their job. And I said to Lainey, I agree with you. So I did a little bit of description here and there to get away with it. But they won't like your script if you can. I believe She's already well, got no, no. There's a difference between a script that has a lot of description in it, where you're literally directing the movie as you're writing it, and a movie no, that, it's not just like has, that. that just has the description of a, of a scene. You have to set it up, you have to let the reader know where is this character, where is he sitting. What's the that you like? Do. You, uh, you have well, to get no, that, that, that scripts I've read. No, that you I can't. No, I was told not to. I gave. It takes place in 1943 in the east side of Manhattan, New York, during the war. And it's about a Jewish woman who's a bookie married to an Italian mafioso. Mm -hmm. And oh, that's all I could it. do for description. And they didn't want anything. I started to describe the kitchen with the sink, with the skirt around it, and the old well, yes. ice box. That's no. important. No, that's they they said the set gives... the set designer will do all. I mean, they came to the set designer is going to. That's do... his first script, so he's different. He's like learning as he goes along, and right. he's listening to the people that are in California. You're in New York; they look at things differently. Because I can tell you from I've probably I'm like you. I would love years, a descriptive. Hang script. on, in three years, I've probably read 500 scripts, and out of the 500 scripts, 
your the two of yours that I have read, and I'm not quite finished with the third one, are probably in the top ten of all the scripts that that I have read because you write Thank things you. so well, well. Pass one on to me. I want to read it. I will. But you know what? Some of the scripts I get, I swear to you, I I have no idea what the fuck they're talking about because all You'll they like hers because all they do is say <laughs> they're right. He enters the room and sits down. Yeah. Well, what room did he enter? What did he sit on? Who is he? Exactly. I mean, I can't deal with that. Exactly. And, and these movies get made. And when you see the movie, he does. He walks into a room and he sits down and nobody gives a damn <laughs> because there's no reason for him to walk in the room and sit down. Give the character purpose. Wow. You and have ca- to give some character, idea. Estab- character establishment. I wrote yep. in my script character establishment and they said, oh, you don't have to do all of that, like how they dress and what the hair looks like. Hair will take Thank care you, of that. Teresa. Wardrobe takes care of that. Yeah, everybody like loves you. They all love you. So we'll have you oh, and we'll do a show one day when we'll bring once we get some of these things moving forward a little. We'll, and we'll bring, bring uh, yeah, you and out together out. at the same time. We'll yes. You, like you a, and yeah. what's his name together? <laughs> so you guys, again, this oh, is Marlene wow. Bandero. Uh, uh, it's at M-A-R-L-Y-N-B-A-N-D-I-E-R-O on Instagram. Follow her. Please get her new book, Dante's Cool Wheels. Um, just go on Amazon and get it. And in the chat room, they also uh, were saying that you guys c- should create a theme song for it. Um, so that's a an idea. theme song for the book? Yeah, a theme song for the book with the dog, and that would turn into the series oh. and all the other things is oh, an idea. So idea. Okay. So, <laughs> Al's the music guy, so I'm going to yeah, talk to him. Uh, no, you are, you are very charming, very beautiful, very elegant, Thank very you. well-spoken. A Thank pleasure, you. a pleasure to be with. Thank you so well, much for coming pleasure. on our show. All right, we'll, we'll see you. We'll see you, you soon. And we'll, we'll talk to you, you tomorrow. You. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, everybody. That's Marlene. I love was her to she death. She lovely or what? And her husband was one of the biggest New York DJs like in history. Right. I'm sorry. I forgot she was married to. You know it happens. Hey, listen. All right. So now we have our third guest. Good. Coming on. Let's go. Bring it on. Bring it on. Hey, Mike. How you doing? Jimmy and Ron. What's going on, guys? Thank you so much for having me here. Oh, look at you. You got a green screen of your book behind you. How cool is that? Well, we have our- really. I, I painted that on the wall, but right before we started the show. So I mean, does it come out okay? Yeah, but we have yeah. we have our TV show happening. Our show yeah, is see, happening. Yes, we have you behind us on YouTube Live. See, uh, going. Oh, so hold on. So so uh, it's Figliola, right? That's right. It's a good. Oh, it's good uh, Irish name, as you can tell. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show writer, author, TV and radio reporter, and producer, Mike Figliola. Hello and welcome to the show. I think you're still pronouncing it incorrectly. Spell it, Mike. F I G. Figa. L I Figliola. Figliola. Yeah, Figliola. But he's Irish. I mean, I guess in Italian, Ronnie, it could probably it could probably be Figliola, but here in the states we call. I'm Mike Fig. Because it, it didn't, hey, that's right. It, it, it didn't sound right. Fiola. Fiola, you know what Fiola means. So let me the introduce si- the you. sister. So this is my cool, outrageous man about town coast, no, John it, Russell. It's the child, the child, Fiola. Yeah, the, Say hi. The male child, Fiola. I just introduced you. Say hi. Wait, I'm doing Italian. Hi. You're <laughs> Irish and Italian? I am, yes. My mom's Irish, my dad's Italian. So I eat and drink well. Good for you. So you got lucky. So hold on, we have a chat room you know, full of people. I, 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 hide every, hang on, hang on. Say yeah, hi to everybody guys. in the chat room. There you go. Hi everybody. They're all, they're all saying hi. And a lot of them, I think, know you from Twitter. Um, yeah. Um, which oh, is very you, cool. Your your following has been unbelievable and super nice to me. So thank you 
and good to see you guys. Uh, and they're all, in, yeah, they're all in the chat room. Teresa and B and everybody, all, they're all in the chat room. Cindy, Lady Lake, they're all in there. So the peanut gallery. Yeah. Remember Howdy Doody? What they do? Remember. We have a great peanut gallery. But Howdy Doody used to have a peanut. That sounds terrible. No, Howdy Doody <laughs> had a peanut gallery, and that's very nice. There's nothing bad about it. We love them. And don't don't get me. We I'll start singing it's Howdy everybody. Doody time. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> so okay, so you guys, Mike does all kinds of cool things, but he's got a book. First of all. He's lived in Queens for 30 years, you oh, guys. Oh, go away. We're in Queens. Uh, I'm, I grew up in Middle Village. But, my, you know, like you, Ron, my family is all from Brooklyn. My mom is from Bushwick. My dad's from Greenpoint when it was Italian. Sure. And they all, as they all do, and you probably know this, they all emigrated to Queens once things got a little shifty. Yeah, we, <laughs> no moved, sides we, we, we moved to Astoria. I lived in yeah. Astoria yep. my, teen, so, my adult teen years. Before. Right, so my mom's family moved down almost into Ridgewood, Queens, which is what the Sloan Midnight on Cypress Avenue is about. And my dad moved uh, from um, uh, in, in uh, Greenpoint, uh, Bushwick area over to Middle Village. So, yeah, that's where I grew up. And uh, I have roots there. And I, I wrote this book as a kind of a love letter to all that. Middle Village was country for us, like Queens Village. I remember Jamaica going out. Jamaica Estates was, oh, my God, some fancy schmancy place. When I was a kid growing up yeah. in the fifties, but um, I missed Brooklyn, so I used to always hang out in Brooklyn. I, I never hung yeah, out uh, in Middle Village Queens. Was like a swamp. Hmm? It was like a swamp at one point. Middle, so. He said Middle Village was like a swamp at some point. At one point. Well, when I was a kid, I, I had a very good friend that lived out in uh, Middle, not in Middle Village, in um, Queens Village, which is not far yeah. from Middle Village, and not it was it was beautiful trees and. Tudor houses. It was and the house. I remember his family bought it for uh, I think it was nineteen thousand dollars, an all brick attached house with a slate roof. Now worth probably a million or more. Or more. Middle <laughs> Middle, Middle Village is nice. I remember Middle Village. Yeah, a nice little shopping. Yeah, no, you're right. It's, it's about a million bucks a house there now. Yeah, you're right. And I'll be honest though, it's not worth it because there's no parking. I, I no. mean, which everybody must have fist fights over their parking spots. <laughs> so it's, no. it's it's like a different different land now i love your queen's accent oh it sounds so good oh thank you yeah oh, so you guys mike first of all you can follow california shit you can follow mike on instagram he's mike <laughs> with the letter a figs so mike a figs on instagram on twitter he's just mike figs and what does he do and he's got a book okay and his, new, and his book is talk called hang on i'm gonna read the little thing for it and then you, he's gonna talk about it the book you guys is called the slow midnight on cypress avenue and that Cyprus, that street is in uh, on Middle Island, isn't it? Cyprus, the big street. Cyprus. Uh, no, it's actually uh, it runs on the border of Brooklyn and Queens. Right. I knew I knew it. Cyp I used to drive up and down. So here it is, you guys. Here's the book. It's called again. It's called The Slow Midnight on Cypress Avenue. Said over the course of one Sunday, The Slow Midnight on Cypress Avenue is a collection of interconnected vignettes that takes the reader through the streets and across sidewalks of Cypress Avenue, an unkempt afterthought, just a place that sits at the neighborhood border edge of Ridgewood, Queens, New York. The three-part book, broken into morning, afternoon, and night, introduces to the irregular, the irregular regulars of the human race. And then it talks a little bit more about it, but wait, instead of me reading that part, why don't you just tell us a little bit about the book? Sure, yeah. Um, so so you set it up per perfectly. Look, I, I like to write about blue collar people. I am from blue collar folk. My mom stayed at home and worked. My dad was a cop. Um, my my grandfather was in the Navy. I mean, that's basically where I'm cut from. And I grew up on the stoop. 
and at night, and I'm sure. Wait, wait, uh, tell people what Ron, a stoop. Tell them what a stoop yeah, is. Ron, yeah, I was going to say that, Ron. So you, you out here, they know. don't know. They, I know what a stoop is. It's to play crackers yeah. off the stoop with a ball. But uh, remember, right. crackers off the stoop. But out yeah, here, they, sure. they don't know what a stoop is out here. They think it's a stoop. <laughs> Jewish. No, it's a, a it's a little walkway that leads up from the the street into your house, and you know people used to sit out there and congregate at night. You know, All especially um, when there's a blackout. You know, uh, and, and and you know you'd sit out there with your coffee and your your kids, and everyone would play and hang out and spend time. The neighborhood gossip would get told, and you know that was something that inspired me growing up. That's how I lived. You know, we that's how we we grew up. I knew my neighbors. I knew everybody in my neighborhood. We all sat on the stoop at night and talked. And, wait, um, wait, how you old know, are you? How old, how old are you? 43. Okay. Oh, you don't look 43. No. Uh, so you're, no, it's, you're, it's, yeah. you're back whatever, in the day. Whatever, whatever I'm tickling myself with is working. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, 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 from, you're from the day. Not, you're not a new person with the stupid people of today. You're from the day when the neighborhood was a neighborhood. Yeah. Please go on. And I was I have interested. An for it. And I and I love it, you know. And and, and I think that that's a lost, uh, something mm-hmm. that's lost that people don't remember anymore. Nobody knows their neighbors. Nobody knows their the people around them. And and I care about that. I still try to keep keep that kind of semblance in, in my life. So uh, the book is is about that. It's about the milkman. It's about the butcher. It's about the the people that ride the bus every day. And what inspired me was walking through the neighborhoods and seeing the stoops and and wondering, you know, what do these regular people do every day. They, they, they go to work. They, 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 they live paycheck to paycheck. They work hard. You know, when you think about New York city, sometimes people say, what, Oh, you talk about Broadway. You talk about wall street. I want to talk about Cypress Avenue. And that to me was an important part to write about, to, to memorialize these people and to say, look, these, these, these people are here too. You know, it's a little darker view of, of, of Queens and Brooklyn and, and New York city in general, but that's what the book's focused on. And and I really want to focus on the regular the regular Joe, and that's that's because that's that's who's who's there. They're still there, you know. They they're not there. You know, it's it's people getting priced out left and right, and different neighborhoods are getting gentrified, but they're they're still there. And those folks on the bus or the people I'd rather hang out with any day, you know, than 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 the, than the schmucks you see on TV or whoever else is running around because they they, they don't offer any substance. And so, and so, like you said, Ron, it's you know it's important to remember. And keep that uh, that 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 time of life kind of alive a little bit, and so my my book's sort of a a, a, um, a memento to that and a love letter to that time. He talks about how he misses like the, those days. Like, I mean, you a know lot. what it was? I was a wartime kid. I was five mm-hmm. years old when the war was over, and six years old. So we were uh, a people that were together. All the neighbors. I I remember one lady. She put a star on her window. Another star. And I said to my mother, Ma, why is she putting stars on her window? And my mother said, because that's another son she lost in the war. And we all felt for each other and we knew each other. I was in everybody's house. I mean, all my buddies, my friends, even the girls would have parties. I, I mean, make Johnny Mantis on the Victrola and we would all make out in the dark, you know. It was fun. We had a lovely, there was no drugs, no whores, no murder, no crap going on. My mother, I never had a key to my front door of my mother's house, my father's house. I walked in, the door was open. I mean, we never locked our yeah. door. And I, used, I drove a convertible always, I still do. And I would leave gloves, sunglasses, whatever, in my car with the windows down and the top down. Nobody stole anything. 
it was a different time. It was a time when people respected each other. And I guess we were all the same people, so we didn't have prejudice because we didn't know from ethnic people in our neighborhoods because they didn't move there because they weren't allowed probably, or I never understood why, but there were no blacks in my neighborhood or Hispanic people. I remember my I had a, a Puerto Rican friend who was a sweetheart of a guy, Manny Rivera, and my friend said, you know, don't bring that spick around. We don't want to hang out with him. And I thought, what the hell are they talking about? He's a terrific guy. What kind of word is that anyway? Yeah. I had just heard that word for, for the probably the first time. Let me add, hold on, so, let me add to wait, this. So though. we all got along beautifully, and it was a different society and a different thinking. Everybody was clean. They kept their homes clean. They washed their sidewalks. They kept their front gardens beautiful. Uh, nobody burned down buildings or vandalized anything or did any criminal acts. In my day, it was a happy time. The 1950s were the best times to grow up. James Dean, Elvis Presley, rock and roll, uh, beach parties, Jones Beach neighborhoods, stoops that we sat on every night. You make out with your girlfriend on a stoop. Uh, the ice cream. I love man, the stoop thing. The ice cream man came by, and you yeah. jump off the so stoop. Hang on, because the hang on, because the chat room's talking about like different things. Well, I'm only contributing uh, to his book. I know, but they're talking about you know. I, no, I want to open him up. I want to walk him into talking about what he's got to offer. Hang on. So, so words, he's going to say the same things I said, right? Coral at a different time zone. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's, I I, th I think it still holds true today, but not in the same way. But you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So you guys, because everybody in the chat room is putting up all these things and nobody knows what they're talking about because we haven't talked about it. So here's one more thing about the book, you guys. There is the soft and strange relationship between the eccentric Samuel Jean and a young girl of Puerto Rican descent named Desponda Desi Rivera. There's old Goldie Samuels, a washed up relic who spends her days spinning yarns and getting free drinks at the local liquor store. But the story is truly centered on Corporal Benjamin Zogby, a veteran who spends his days alone on his stoop, watching the bus go by and wishing his love would return to him. It's his tragic fate that sends the avenue and the other inhabitants you'll meet, Earl the Fisherman, Father John White, among others, into an unstoppable tailspin toward unexpected change and inner destruction. And remember, you guys, it, it takes place all in one day, so it's like morning, noon, and night. You know, what, what, what year is this taking place? You know, I, I didn't want to set it in a um, a, 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 specific, in a time. specific year. Yeah, but it, because it's really timeless, you know, it, but it, it's it could be contemporary. You know, I think it's 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 what you're used to. Um, but I didn't want to pigeonhole it because I really didn't want any um, anything else invading into the story, which is a really neighborhood story. The story is about neighborhood people. I love and, that. And, and what happens in their neighborhood, you know, and. On, on a given day, you know, and, and what these, you know, what, what really spoke to me when I started researching the book again, because, you know, I've lived in these neighborhoods and everything, went back in and researched. When I walked by these apartments, these six floor walk-ups, Ron and Jim, the, the you'd see with the, the, with the, the, the baby drapes. Wait, with the baby carriages underneath the staircase. Yes, exactly right. And they'd be right. There'd be all that stuff. Or, or the, uh, you know, the, the, so the, the drapes would be drawn. And I'd look and I'd, say, I'd look at those windows and say, who the hell lives behind those? There's a story behind every one of these windows. Absolutely. And that became the book. It became Corporal Zogby. It became, it became Desi. It became all of those people that I, I created um, based on people I know and, and really loosely on, on a bunch of different things. Although okay. there's, there are some um, places in the book you can visit 
uh, that actually exists. Like Noni's Liquors is a real place. You can go there and visit that. Um, but but the, I really want to center on what goes on behind the regular person's closed door. And what are they really thinking? And they have problems. They're exciting. They're, they're tragic. There's a lot of dissonance there. And I think that's what American society is. Really, when you look at it, I, I don't care if you're in the Rust Belt in Cincinnati or or across the country, middle middle of the country, or you're in a big metropolitan um, place like Chicago or New York. Everybody okay, so has that. Hang on, hang on. What does your book sell for? <clears throat> $16.99 on um, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, across the Soft board. cover or hard? Soft, it's it's a, it's a soft cover. You know, and I appreciate how, how many that more. How, how many, how, read it, yeah. how many pages? I want to say two two forty. Oh, so it's a quick read. It's a quick read, folks. Yeah, it's a pretty good read. Yeah, quick read. Yeah. So now, what's the what's the um, uh, what does the like what is like the next? So are you going to turn it into a movie, or you're going to write a sounds sequel? Like or a, tell sounds us what like you're a doing. script, a movie. Uh, guys, you make me very excited to say that. I really have always envisioned it that way. Um, I think that sounds the, like a movie. Yeah, I, I, you know what you were saying earlier. Um, uh, about you know people don't explain. You know, guy walks into a room and sits down. I find that so lame. You know, you you, you I've guy gotten walks scripts into a room like and that. There's, yeah, there's ambience and and different things going. There's different things to notice that will contribute to the overall vibe of the script, mm -hmm. right? So I, I I tried to do that in my book. I tried to make nuance a a a main a, a main character almost where you walk in and the light bulb flickering means something or the color of the the, the armchair that the guy sits in. There's but something I, about I, it. I, I, since you quoted me, I have to correct that because I'm about to shoot a movie now called The Red River. And in it, I play a scientist. And I'm so fortunate that the director is a gem. Jennifer James, one of the best. And she and I talked and I said, I hope I can establish my character correctly. So we're going to do my hair dark blonde, my eyebrows dark blonde, so I look German. I may have a bit of a German-American accent. So she's letting me develop my character. So I just want to say that, yes, there are some scripts that you have the liberty of becoming the character and designing it right. yourself. I just wanted to clarify that, not to offend other script writers. Sure. But then there are yeah. the jerks that don't know what the fuck they're doing, and they, they just write nothing. So also, though, then, so you have an audio book? It's in an audio book format also? Because yeah. somebody yeah, already yeah, got you, it. You, somebody in the chat room already, like, uh, got it. That's good. <laughs> um, yes, it's, yeah, you got it, which is great. P um, Peter Percaro is on there. He's from Caddyshack. He actually reads on my book, which I am so thankful for. And uh, Kelly uh, Bialo is on there, too. It's I, I was really blessed with a lot of great, uh, ta uh, talented voice actors who brought the book to life. I mean, I, I, I listened to it and wept. Because that, that's what I, I – they brought it to life. They brought those people I dreamt of. Okay, and they, now they, another they, they one. Made them happen. How much is the audio book, and how can we get it? Uh, it's still it's on Amazon too, or via Audible. Um, you can get it through there. I think I think it's twenty bucks. Might be a little bit more than the the that's, paperback. That's a deal. It's, uh, it's, it's a movie ticket. I don't know. It's, she's in yeah, Germany. Yeah, Claudia's in Germany. Claudia's in Germany. She says it's ten dollars in Germany. Okay. So, <laughs> no. so order Why, it from Claudia, Germany. You can send me the you can send me the residuals if we get anything. <laughs> <laughs> order it from Germany. It's ten bucks. <laughs> you guys there should you, you guys should definitely support like in India. Uh, Wait, guess... I, I really want to get something out of him that he's not giving me and it's upsetting me. I need more depth about this. I want to know exactly 
the mood, the mood, the feel. Because I, I lived that life like you lived. And I think you missed yeah. a point somewhere of the um, just walking down the street gave yeah. you such a feeling. Tell me about the feeling you had when you walked in, this, in these neighborhoods and the, the warmth, the joy, the love. That's what I need. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give you two feelings because I think that there are there there's there's a duality going on there. When you do walk down those streets, you don't realize sometimes when you live in them, the poverty or the uh, or, or the hand of mouth to it. So you walk down those streets. Sometimes you don't give a shit that it's that way. You walk down those streets because those are your streets. That's your home. When I revisited it later on in life, because, you know, I, I came from working class people and people who are not rich. I, and I revisited, and, you know, I've, I've done well in my life and I'm very blessed. I, I looked at it a little differently with a sadness and, and a wonder, because I think that at the same time, you can, you can be blown away by what you're seeing when you, when you're, when you're somebody who's just walking into it, like, what is this? Or if you're there, you can sort of get numb to it. At the same time, for me, there was a, a people there love their neighborhood. They love their architecture. They love their buildings. They love their bus. They love their bus. They love their butcher. They love their, their bodega. They don't want to leave any of that behind. And so it's more important to them to stay in that, in that area, in that place, in that zone, not leave, not better themselves, to stay with what's familiar and what, what speaks to them. And they will still be there. And that, you know, that, that brought a tear to my eye a little bit and also gave, gave me hope that pe people are still that way. You know, maybe at one point we'll accept that, you know, we don't need to keep getting things to get better in life and, and building ourselves bigger. We can You're love right. what You're we right. have. We li I, li I, I came from Ravenswood, which is a little town in Astoria, where everybody was the same and I never knew from poverty or wealth. I just knew my friends and we had fun. In my adulthood, I've lived in Beverly Hills and now we live in Palm Springs, which are very affluent neighborhoods where uh, truly mostly rich rich people live not i but most but i know when i go back to the old neighborhoods which i do often i'm going to take jimmy to a couple of places my heart sings i'm going to cry i get so excited i see my whole life flashing before me the memories of what i did the smells of the sidewalk the the, the look of the buildings bricks instead of stucco yeah, trees yeah. instead of palm trees, ordinary people laughing, walking kids mm -hmm. screaming, writing chalk on the Patsy chalk on the sidewalk. Those are the I things that I, I love the most out here in Palm Springs. It's very, what is it? Very boring. <laughs> very, very um, bullshit. Very, very, what do you drive? Where do you live? How much is your house? Do you have a swimming pool? All that nonsense, which I take no part in. That's why I'm not the favorite person of people in Palm Springs. They found me to be offensive. <laughs> no, they found me to be offensive, which I wasn't. I was being honest. And I said, I had a cousin, my cousin Bertha, who I adored and loved. She passed away. And she and I would talk about our youth in Astoria and then in Brooklyn. And we would just be so happy. I only hope that people today love their neighborhood and have the memories that you and I have had. And maybe in oh, yeah. reading your book, 
you can bring some of these wonderful stories and memories to our minds. And I'm sure your book will do that. And I strongly suggest everybody go out and get this book because I think it's going to be a love book, a warm book, a very uh, real book, feel good book, a real book. And I think it's going to take you to somewhere that you've never been. So if you're from Texas or Florida or California, you have no idea what it was like to live in Queens. We do. And he's telling you in this book, the warm, sweet, lovely stories about loving your neighborhood and caring about the people in it. And I'm going to shut up now and let you go. It's so kind of you, man. Thank you so much. Thank no, you. No, I'm being, I'm being uh, honest. Listen, I don't blow yeah. smoke up anybody's ass. You know, you're not paying me. So why should I kiss your ass or say nice things about it? I just kind No, I happen to know where you came. I listen, I used to those days we I used to drive to Red Hook. I used to drive over the the, the what was it, the Kosciuszko Skyway Bridge. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I know sure. all those places. My grandmother's buried in Calvary Cemetery, which I used to go my, to. My grandparents in Greenwood. Right. Greenwood, so I mean, so Ridge, you know, Ridgewood was right there. You know, I mean, those are my neighborhoods. Yeah. I remember, I remember the yeah. the bread factory. What was it called? Uh, when you came over the 59th Street Bridge, you could smell the oh, well, silver cup, oh, which yeah, is yeah, now yeah. the studio. Yeah. I remember yeah. all those things. I yeah. remember the trolley car, five cents. I took a trolley car over the 59th Street Bridge. I remember as a teenager walking from our house in Astoria into Manhattan to go to the movies. It was safe. Nobody bothered you. Nobody robbed you. Nobody mugged you. It was a wonderful world. I'm so and sad. You know, Ron, I'm not trying to say that we need to go back to that time, but we need to take a little bit of that time and bring it to where we are now. No, we right need now, to, we, every, every, we need to be Everybody civilized. hates each other. Nobody's talking. Everybody's well, all over the place. They're divided. And I think that we need well, to, to come together a little you more. You know what? Those times. I am I am media because I report as well as do this show interview. I'm media. Yeah. And I'm ashamed to say I'm media at times because it's the media that has destroyed our population, our civilization. Yeah. Media has turned people against each other. He's also media. He, he does reporting and writing. Okay, and so you're another he, serious jerk. XM, all another, kinds of another, stuff. You're another jerk like me. Yeah. We're in a business <laughs> where... Hate, a hired geek, absolutely. Yeah, Democrats <laughs> hate Republicans. Republicans hate Democrats. Jews hate Catholics. Catholics hate. Jews. Well, it's all horseshit. Yeah, I know. You know, it's, blacks it's hate white. White hate blacks. Now they're making the blacks better than the whites, so the whites are mad because yeah. they're putting whites down to make blacks better. I mean, it's just a whole goddamn mess of bullshit. Knock it off, everybody. Just you know, breathe in. Be happy you're alive, because in a minute you could be dead. And guess what? Nobody gives a shit. Right. No, I agree. So, you know, and, and the, pro the, uh, the problem is too, like sometimes they want to put you in the Harry Potter world or, you know, put you a fantasy land. I was trying to take everybody back into here's what American li Americana is. This is what American to be American, what we are, you know, for good, for good, for better or worse. And, and, and that's what the, the book tries to focus on. It's a little darker. Like I said, there's some things it's, that go I don't on, think, but, I don't but, think it's dark. I haven't read it yet. I don't hmm. think it's dark. I think it's honest. And sometimes in honesty, you'll find dark Thank spots. You. Yeah. you know, I don't yeah. think it's a dark book. But I remember way back when American people, mostly European people, lived in our neighborhood. I lived in a primarily Italian Jewish neighborhood. Um, we didn't have heat in our house because we couldn't get coal. The coal went to the war. So we would have to go and look for wood if we could. We go to empty lots where people dumped wood. My grandmother and I, and we had a, my daughter, my sister's a baby carriage, fake doll carriage. 
we'd put the wood in the doll carriage and bring it home and put it in the furnace to get five minutes of heat. We didn't have hot water. Yet we were all happy and we all stuck together. God forbid the little bastards of today that are so privileged and spoiled that they go without heat or hot water. No, not, not even <laughs> that, their, that their video game, the battery went dead. They have a nervous breakdown, have to be hospitalized. They don't make them like me anymore. <laughs> tough like me. You know, that I we used to get a spaghetti. He's not, you're not wrong. You're not no, we got a big spaghetti here. pot. We put two inches of water in it, put it on the fire, dumped it in the bathtub, and that was my bath because we didn't have hot water. We were fighting a war, two wars. Jap Japan you know what I noticed sometimes, too, to here in the city? I don't see kids playing outside mm -hmm. anymore. No, they're That, home. to me, is well, the most no. scary thing. I, I, couldn't, I lived in a great life. My mom and dad were beautiful people. They took care of my brother and I. I could not wait to go out of the house in the morning and play all day and come back at dinner. Not me because too. my house sucked. I was right. Me too. Like me too. Yeah. I was I was we rode bikes and we played games and we had clubs. I don't and... see kids doing that anymore. No. Am I wrong? Am I? Am I... No. You're totally right. It's wild. Be because yeah. the kids are afraid of, of being kidnapped. They have these date things where you take your kid to yep. go pl a play date thing, whatever the fuck that is. I mean, I think it's hideous. It's a different world. That's a, going back to the fact that we never had to lock our doors. I didn't grow up in a city, so I grew up in Florida. Uh, but our neighborhood, like all the kids, we all hung out together. You know, I, we had our first guest on today, Barry Pearl from Greece. And I told him, like, when I was in when I was, you know, 13 years old, we all dressed up like we were the guys in Greece with our leather jackets. And, you know, we would be playing out right. in the streets and stuff. And so well, yeah, that I, doesn't happen anymore. I, when I was married, I had two. I have two daughters still. I have them. And my children played in the cul-de-sac because we moved out to Setauk at Long Island, which was country. And again, it was a civilized world. And my daughter's, to, and my one daughter's 53. She'll be Monday, 53 years old. And she said, Daddy, it's not like that anymore. And I said, Leslie, you're only 53. That's not that old. Uh, all of her girlfriends that have children have play dates and their kids don't know how to play, uh, get on their knees or rip their dungarees and play cars, shoot marbles or get get it, get your mother's broom. Kick the can or whatever. No, or steal your games. mother's broomstick and, and play stickball. <laughs> you know, yes, they don't. They, oh, my God. Remember yeah. stickball? Right. Come on. Yes. Or, or, yep. or Johnny on the Pony. Oh, hang on, because we got two minutes. So, hey, everybody, this is this One, is Mike. I, I can't wait to read your book, Mike Figliola. You guys, oh, you can follow you. him on Instagram. Figliola. Mike A Figs on Instagram. He's Mike Figs on Twitter. Um, his book is called <laughs> "The Slow Midnight" on Cypress Avenue. You can get it in an audiobook format, or you can get it in a Kindle, or you can get it in a paperback. It's available on Amazon. And what did you answer real quick to the? Is there a sequel? There is. Uh, it's actually called "Finest Flying Without You." Bring it close so yeah, we can. You want to see it again? Can you see it? Yeah, go close. Yeah, what's it called? Fine is Flying Without You. Okay. Fine That's is the flying cover without art you. I'm working on. Okay. Yep. And when is this uh, one it, coming it, out? I, I don't I'm working on that right now. I'm I'm trying to get a uh get a new deal uh for, for that book and we'll see what happens. Hope, I'm I'm hoping for summertime. Hoping for okay. summertime. Did, did, for you. did you did you voice over your book? Did no, you do the voiceover? No, no, he had I, other I people. Answered. Why didn't you yeah. do the voiceover? Um, the company, uh, the book company, wanted to use other a, folks. So. A name. You couldn't narrate your own book. Oh, there we you go. Know, um, oh, there it is. Hey, hey, that's that's the thing. Uh, yeah, good. no, you know, I, I, 
I I offered, but they said they had a, a cast, and I'm actually really happy with it. Peter is great, and everybody I was blessed with. But Jimmy, let, let's turn uh, the Slow Midnight into a movie. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> not not okay. so easy. Don't get an erection. Not so easy. <laughs> Doesn't mean it can't There's be a, done. A, a lot of work ahead if you're going to turn that Show into a movie. Show me the way. Show absolutely. A we'll lot, talk. Of, lot of we'll work. talk. So everybody, this is Mike Figliola. Follow him on social media because we're out of time. We want to thank you for coming on and sharing your book with us. Congratulations on all your success. And uh, we'll be in touch. And, uh, and Mike, that's it. Thank you for those who read your book. And you show them when this world was civil, when this country was civilized. Thank, thank That's you it. both so much. Really, was was an honor to my, be here. My, pl I, my I, pleasure, my pleasure. Oh, the dogs are barking. You, you wrote something good. All right, everybody, thank that's you, it. Sir. So everybody Take in care, the chat Mike. room, thank you so much. We want to thank all our guests for coming on today. We'll see you guys next week. Roxy, thank you, and everybody Bye, have Roxy. a great weekend. Bye. Bye, Mike. Take care, babe. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. We're on Russell.